Hi, this is Corey Turner. And along with my wife, Simone, we are the senior pastors of Numa Church. I wanted to thank you for listening to our podcast today. You're about to hear a message from one of our team that we pray builds your faith and empowers you to follow Jesus more closely. Enjoy the message. I'm going to sort of preach, but I've got a kind of message on my heart, but I'm just going to, I'm probably just going to keep coming back into different things. You know, I was, I was going to talk, and we sort of will, but about the manifest presence of God. You know, and I might get you to keep playing if that's okay, the manifest presence of God. and You know, in the Bible, there's the omnipresence, and there's the manifest presence. And you know, the omnipresence, it's the fact that God is everywhere. There's nowhere that I can go that God isn't. And then there's the manifest presence. And what that really is, is it's the presence of God that was always there, but we just couldn't feel it. But it, it reveals itself. It mani- God manifests Himself. And that's why in Scripture, God says things that sometimes could seem confusing because He says something like, well, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. But then in James 4.8, he says, if you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. Well, hang on, God, you're contradicting yourself because you said you'd never leave. And now you're saying that I need to come near you so that you'll come near me. Well, which one is it? Did you never leave me or do I need to come near you? And the reason for that is it's simply the difference between the omnipresence and the manifest presence of God. The omnipresence is the presence that He'll never leave you, He'll never forsake you. And really, that's the part of God where we just live, we, we, we live by faith. And even though I can't feel God, I, I believe that He's with me. I believe that He's for me. But the manifest presence of God is, is when I go after Him. And it's the one where David said, taste and see that the Lord is good. And, and I'll share a story. It's kind of a funny story. And then I, and I think I'll pray for people after I share this story. But you know, I remember this time I was about six months had been a Christian and I, I was on fire for Jesus. You know, Pastor Corey shared my story. I, I had drug-induced psychosis. The television was speaking to me. The radio was speaking to me. Suicidal. 10 years of drug addiction. Had a radical encounter with God. See, see, let me tell you, that, that's not the omnipresence. That's the manifest presence of God. That, that when, you, when you need something big, you need the, man, you need the weight of God. You need the, the manifest presence of God. And I was just this young guy on fire for Jesus, six months saved. And I was at my church and just loving Jesus and serving and involved. And, and Pastor Richard and Pastor Eric and Nugent were the senior pastors of that church that I got saved in on the Gold Coast. Surf City and... We, we went away from the Gold Coast for 12 years, but then full circle, God brought us back to the place where we met Jesus as a, as a drug addict. Moved, moved from Melbourne, grew up in Melbourne. Left here when I was 21, injecting needles, drug-induced psychosis. Moved to surface paradise to keep partying, but instead met Jesus. And so six months saved and it was one night and, and it was a church a little bit like this, not, not as big and... But, but it was a church that loved the river of God. And, and, and so this particular night, two people got saved, a young guy that was 23 and a young girl about 23 that didn't know each other. I'm, I'm kind of like this new Christian and Pastor Erica, 
Because we used to take the people that gave their lives back to God up to this room, you know, where we'd give them a Bible and lead them in a prayer. And she just looked at me and she said, hey, you come up and pray for these two people. I'm like, oh, I'll give it a go. And so we went upstairs and she led them to Jesus and got them to give their lives back to Jesus. And then she looks at me and she says, all right, now, Lucas, I want you to pray for them to get filled with the Spirit. I'm like, oh, I've seen it done at Connect Group. Give it a go. And it was really just this young 23-year-old guy, this young 23-year-old girl that didn't know each other, myself and Pastor Erica. And so i about to pray for him and there was no catcher. And I know in this place, this is a church where we see people fall down. You know, sometimes, not here, in other places, it's what you call the CD, courtesy drop. Not here. Makes the preacher feel powerful. Other times, if it's old school, again, not here, it's the PO, the pushover in Jesus' name. Preacher says something loud. Come on, Jesus! I don't know if he pushed me. I don't know what happened. And, and this particular moment, there's not even a catcher behind this young 23-year-old. And so I take half a step towards him and all I say, I'm six months saved. Pastor Eric has asked me to pray for him to get filled with the Spirit. And, and I'm like, I'll give it a go. And I walk and I just touch him with the tops of my the fingers. And all I do is I say, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, fill him with your presence, baptise him in your spirit. And I literally touch him. He doesn't fall backwards. He doesn't fall forwards. He literally goes, and like he's on the ground. I promise you it looked like God just went and like knocked him out. I was like, he went down so hard. I was like, oh my God, like I think God just killed him. He is literally laid out like, but like this and on the ground and he's literally bawling his eyes out. I'm like six months saved. I'm like, what? That's crazy. The girl who didn't know him, she's looking at him a little bit freaked out. And now I'm gonna take a step towards her and pray for her. And I take half a step and she drops to her knees and starts crying as well. I think she thought God was gonna kill her as well. So she's like, I'm going down before he gets me. And now he's laid out on the floor and he's weeping in the presence of God. And she's on the floor weeping in the presence of God. And I'll never forget this day. It's Surface Paradise, the old Surface Paradise, AOG Church. And I was in the top office, it was Pastor Richard's office. It was a hot night, but it was cool in this room because it was air conditioned. And I just got a sense that in that moment, that this was not normal, this was not the omnipresence that we were dealing with, but God had turned up in the room. And not really realising enough because I was just six months saved, but I recognised God's here. And I let this young man and young lady weep in the presence of God and I slipped to the back of the room and I got on my hands and knees and all I could say was, God, thank You, God. Thank You, God. Thank You, God. Thank You, God. And I literally, as I'm in an air-conditioned room, I'll never forget this day, I felt a fire. I'm gonna pray for people in a moment for this. I felt a fire that literally started to burn on the inside of me. And even to this day, I've never felt it so extreme, but it was literally burning throughout my body, not hurting me, but it was consuming me, this fire. And I'm in this air-conditioned room 
And the only words I can say is fires burn. I'm like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And I'm watching sweat drop at this rate. Without, I'm watching the sweat come off my nose because my body is burning in the fire of God. This random guy walks in the room because it was just the four of us in there. And he walks in and he just comes in and goes, oh, the fire of God's in here. And then he walked out. <laughs> After the service, I was with this friend who's actually still a friend 20 years later, but she just got unsaved. And I was telling my story at dinner. And she's like, what's the deal with that? And it was cool because when I gave her the answer, it was like I got a word of wisdom which kind of means that I told her the answer, but I found out the answer at the same time I was telling the answer, but I got to pretend that I knew what the answer was. And the thing that came out of my mouth is I said, you know what, I just feel like God just did something in me in 30 minutes that should have taken about 12 months. I wanna tell you my husband, the only reason that a kid with drug-induced psychosis that was putting needles in his arm is standing here talking to you is because the manifest presence of God kept catapulting me. I feel like I'm just gonna stop for a moment. I feel like this is something that God showed me. He showed me this picture and this isn't gonna be for everyone. But He showed me this picture of that same fire. But what I saw what was handcuffs. And what the fire did was it literally lasered through the handcuffs and people got free. And I only want, I don't wanna pray for everyone for this, for this fire. <coughs> but I want you to be bold in just a moment. And only if this is you, but if there's an error in your life where you just feel like, man, I love God. I so wanna pursue Him, but there's this area that I just keep, I keep tripping up in, I keep feeling bound, it keeps stopping me from being who God's called me to be. I feel like right in this moment, the thing He showed me is that His fire's gonna come and you're gonna, like me, you're gonna feel that fire, but what you're also gonna feel is whatever that handcuff looks like to you, it's literally gonna be released and you're gonna get free. And so I only want this, I want you to be brave. But, but, but specifically, not for everyone, if that's you, you know that I'm talking to you, I want you to stand to your feet right now quickly. Just stand to your feet. Come on, just stand, yeah, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. So proud of you. Stand to your feet. Come on, stand to your feet. Holy Spirit, just lift your hands to heaven. Lift your hands to heaven. Holy Spirit, if you're around someone, Come on, this is a safe place, but if you're around someone, just, just put your hands on them right now. Holy Spirit, oh Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you let the same fire, God, the same fire, God, God, it wasn't my own strength that got me free. It was Your presence. God, I didn't do it, You did it. And Father, I intercede right now for every brother and sister. God, whether it's an area that's something major or whether it's minor. God, I pray, would You bring fire right now upon each one of them? Would You break the chains? 
whether it's a mental thing, whether it's an addiction. Father, would you break the chains? Would you let fire come right now? I declare right now the fire of God over every person. There it is, there it is, there. I feel it's breaking. I declare the fire of God. I see chains being broken. I see chains being broken right now. Let fire come. There it is, there it is. Just receive it, receive fire right now. Chain breaking fire in the Name of Jesus Christ. Chain breaking fire in the Name of Jesus Christ. Chain breaking fire in the Name of Jesus Christ. Some of you have felt bound for so long, it's hard to believe, but I declare right now that this is your day. This is chain breaking fire in the Name of Jesus. In the Name of Jesus, you sit down. Holy Spirit. You know, there's a great, I'm just gonna try and get quickly to the end. And we're gonna pray. But let me just throw a couple little things out there. There's a, the story, I'll, I'll just tell you in my own words, but if you're gonna call this message something, it's called Show Me Your Glory. It's a beautiful story of the old, in the Old Testament. And basically it's Moses talking to God and he says, God, if you're not gonna go with us, then I'm not going. And he says this cool thing, he says, because what else would distinguish us from anybody else? And God says, oh, I'm gonna do what you've asked. But it's the Old Testament, he says, well, you can't see my face and live, Moses. So you need to go and stand on that rock and I'll hide you in the cleft of the rock. And I'll, I'll let my goodness pass by and I'll proclaim my name, the Lord. But I was just gonna throw out a couple things. See, this whole revival, one of the things that it, that, that it should look like, if I was to throw out some points, is it distinguishes us from everybody else. See, see here, here's the deal, right? I love seeing people fall over in the power of God. But I don't care whether you fall down, I care about how you get up. Because there's too many people falling down that are exactly the same when they get home. And, and so I don't, you know, I, I'm all for falling down. I've fallen down a million times. But, but that's not what determines whether or not I encountered the Holy Spirit. Do I look different at work? Do I look different as a husband? Do I look different as a father? Do I look different as a prayer, a, a friend? Do I look different in my prayer life? Do I look different the way that I go? Not perfect, I'm not talking about perfect. But when Moses came down off the mountain, his face shone. We need some corporate places that would see the people from Numa and just, what, what is it about you? There, there's something different. What did you do last night? Whereas the rest of the world is walking in with tired eyes because they went out and partied. But then you'd walk in with a glowing face, with the love of Jesus, the kindness of God, the goodness of heaven. And really this whole thing, it's about distinguishing us from everybody else. It's about His presence rubbing off on me so that people would stop seeing Lucas Connell because he's meant to be dead and they'd start seeing Jesus. 
distinguishes us. The other thing that it does, and I, I really like this kind of, this revelation, this thought, is when you're in the manifest presence of God, God, it's full of God's goodness and He proclaims His name. I want you to catch this. Because sometimes what we do is we miss the Him proclaiming His name. And sometimes we're all so about the Spirit, which is kind of like the goodness, the feeling. You know, someone's like, well, I had goosebumps on my goosebumps. And so it's twofold. His goodness passes by. That's, the, that's His Spirit. That's the presence of God. But then He also proclaims His name. See, sometimes you'll miss the miracle when you're just experiencing the goodness, but you don't attune your ear to the name that He's proclaiming. And the amazing thing about God is He has thousands of names. Probably the best one is I am, which really means whatever you need me to be, I am. God, I need healing, I am. I need deliverance, I am. I need financial breakthrough, I am. I need to get over this loneliness, I am. I need to get this depression off my life, I am. And I'll tell you, miracles happen when one, you encounter His goodness, but then you attune your ear in that moment to say, God, what's the name that you're proclaiming over this situation? I remember praying for a young lady who had a bladder condition that caused great embarrassment to her. She was a young adult. The doctors had told her it could never, ever be fixed. But in a moment, as I prayed for her on a young adult camp in Perth, the presence of God came upon her. She fell over. I don't know if it was a courtesy drop, but it definitely wasn't a pushover. But she went down in the power of God. But as she laid there, what caused the miracle is God spoke to her and He said, daughter, you've been healed. And she got a miracle that the doctor said should be impossible, but she got a miracle. Because what happened in that moment, there was a collision of His goodness and Him proclaiming His Name. See, don't just stop short for the good. The goodness is awesome. But while you're feeling the goodness, the miracle will come to pass when you hear Him proclaim His Name on the inside. And in a moment, I'm gonna open the altar and we're just gonna let God move and proclaim His Name. But really quickly, I'll, I'll put these two points in one and then we're just gonna pray. There's two things that happen that cause Moses to have this encounter. One, he stands on the rock, and then he's hidden in the rock. And then the other thing is he's hungry. He cries out, show me your glory. See, see, this is important because it's the Old Testament. And firstly, he says to Moses, he says, Moses, you can't see my face and live. It's the Old Testament. You'll die if you encounter my goodness. But then I love this because this, Exodus 33 gives us a glimpse into the New Testament. He says, well, hang on, the only way this could go down is if you go and stand on that rock. The rock is a picture of Christ. See, no one can see the face of God and live because we all have a sinful nature. 
but he was giving a glimpse of the New Testament of the day that we live in today. And he's saying, well, actually there is one way that you can see my face, Moses, but you better be standing on a rock. You better be standing on what somebody else did for you. You better be standing on Jesus. And then I love that when He stands on what Christ did, He's then hidden in the cleft of the rock. See, God does the hiding. Colossians says we're hidden in Christ. God hides you in Christ. Because you might be sitting here saying, Lucas, if you knew three nights ago, I was up all night looking at pornography, how am I gonna get a miracle? Because you're hidden in Christ. And then when God looks at you, He can still do a miracle. He can still move because you're hidden in the perfect works of Christ Jesus. And so God does the hiding. But watch this. You have to stand on the rock. God didn't put Him on the rock. God hid Him once He stood on the rock. Because what that means is on a night like this, if you believe in for a touch of God, you believe in for Him to speak, you believe in for Him to do a miracle. If you're anything like me, I start to disqualify myself. Well, I haven't read enough. I made too many mistakes. Sister Spiro over there, she'll get a word for sure. And I start to, dis- but listen, nothing qualifies you except for what Jesus did on your behalf. And some of you, you feel guilt and shame and it makes you feel disqualified and you think it's why you're not gonna get your miracle. Let me tell you, you have to be the one to say, yes, I feel shame. Yes, I feel guilt. Yes, I feel unworthy. But you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go and stand on what Christ did on my behalf. He says I'm righteous. He says I'm holy. He says I'm blameless. And when you do the standing on the rock, He'll do the hiding. Nothing qualifies you for a miracle. but there is stuff that positions you. Nothing qualifies you. If you get into being qualified for a miracle, you missed it. Because now whatever that thing that you're doing is the thing that gave you the miracle. No, 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 you're disqualified. And the only thing that qualifies you is what Jesus did on your behalf. But without a doubt, there are some things in life that position you. You know, this is not a, a condemning thing, but there were some people that were gonna come tonight and they didn't. They're still qualified because they're standing on the rock. But they're not positioned as well as you are because you're sitting in the room. And the thing that positions you, I'm gonna pray in just a sec. thing that positions you, and it's so in this church, and it's being bottled here and it's been taken all over the world and it's hunger. I, I love the audacity of Moses' prayer. Like think about it, Moses was the only guy that was already talking to God. No one else talked to him. He's the only one that had relationship with God. He chatted with God. And he has the audacity to basically say, God, it's like he's saying, I'm I'm pretty happy and thankful with what you've allowed me to see, but I want more. I wanna see your glory. I wanna see who you are. Thank you for joining us for this message today. We don't assume that every person listening has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so today, we invite you to begin following Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. The Bible teaches that every one of us has been created for a relationship with God. 
Sin has separated us from that relationship, but God loved us so much that he gave us his one and only son, Jesus Christ. Jesus lived, died, and rose again, conquering sin, Satan, and death itself. If we believe in our hearts that God has raised Jesus from the dead, and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. So if you are ready to pray in faith, turning away from your sin and believing in Jesus for your salvation, please pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and I ask you to forgive me and cleanse my heart from all of my sin. I receive by faith the free gift of eternal life and I ask that you would fill me with the Holy Spirit. I thank you that I am born again as a child of God and that you have made me a new creation in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you have prayed that prayer for the first time, we would love to know and help connect you to a local church in your area. You can contact us on our website, numa.church. Thank you for listening.